Music talks in different ways. Hey there, I'm Tony Reed. The piece you're hearing now is titled Along the River During the Qingming Festival, played with the Gu Zheng and the Xiao, literally translated respectively as the 21 string zither and the vertical flute. It portrays the landscape of Bianjing, the capital of the Northern Song Dynasty during the 10th and 12th centuries, and gives us a glimpse of the daily lives of the ancient people and how they celebrated the Qingming Festival. For those that are wondering what the festival is about, it's a day when Chinese people visit and neaten their ancestral tombs in a bid to commemorate their deceased loved ones. In this episode, our guests on the show are composer Liu Weiguang and flutist Tian Long. The composer will give us some insight about the creative process behind the music, and the instrumentalist will share with us the experience from a performer's perspective. Moreover, we'll also get a glimpse of the traditions of the festival. But first, Let's continue with the song Along the River During the Qingming Festival, while its melody takes us back to the hustle and bustle of Bianjing during spring a thousand years ago. That was the first movement of the suite, Along the River During the Qingming Festival, which highlights how the ancients paid visits to their ancestors' graves, expressing respect and honor while sharing recent family matters with the deceased. The music suite was composed in 1985 by Liu Weiguang, which drew inspiration from a well-known ancient hand scroll with the same name. This scroll apparently featured a panoramic view of Bianjing and the activities of people from all walks of life during the Qingming Festival. The scroll is divided into three sections, about five meters in length and just under a quarter of a meter in height. On it includes the suburb of the ancient city, daily practices of the people living near Bianhe River, and even displays the allure of the city center, such as shops, dining, and entertainment. The composer Liu Weiguang shares with us why he wrote a song inspired by such a stunning painting. 就我当时写这个《清明上河图》也八几年吧，当时是我是写一个故宫系列的电影纪录片。故宫的。In the 1980s, I was invited to write music for a documentary series titled "The Forbidden City," 
and I selected a couple of topics that I was interested in. The artwork along the river during the Qingming festival caught my attention. Although I wasn't quite familiar with it, I felt it was able to trigger inspiration due to its huge amount of details. To spark my creativity, I got very close to the scroll to observe the intricate details of the authentic panoramas collected in the Palace Museum, wearing white protective clothes and gloves. I also read a lot of related historical documents. Then I decided to write a suite consisting of five segments to reflect the masterpiece, including the Qingming Festival, Spring Outing 1 and 2, A Difficult Voyage, and the Era of Prosperity. Now let's move on to the second movement of the suite, titled Spring Outing 1. And that was the second movement of the suite along the river during the Qingming Festival, titled Spring Outing One. 
The next segment of the suite is Spring Outing 2. Liu says both segments reflect the traditional customs of the Qingming Festival. The Qingming Festival is not only a time for people to pay tribute to their deceased loved ones, but also a pleasant time to go out and enjoy the weather, which is shown in the historical painting. For example, there's imagery of several children flying kites, among other things. I wrote two segments about the spring outing, with the first one being more peaceful and classical, and the second relatively more energetic. was the third movement of the suite, along the river during the Qingming festival titled Spring Outing 2. As we mentioned earlier, the suite was inspired by the ancient scroll, so the composer says he hopes our listeners are able to feel the elegance, sophistication, and sentiment of dedication conveyed in the song, as he incorporated musical elements from long ago. We believe our music is supposed to be able to reflect the historical background. So I spend quite some time to study the music passed down from the Song Dynasty. Jiang Baishi was a celebrated musician from that era, and his songs and lyrics were reserved in his collections. However, the ancient Chinese sheet music was rather ambiguous as it wasn't written in notes, but instead with Chinese characters and symbols, indicating playing techniques and describing at what part of the string the player should pluck or press. Hence, I could only have a general perspective about how the music might sound like. Ultimately, I selected one small phrase from Jiang's songs as my motif, and made many variations based on it. I also studied an ancient Chinese opera and several traditional musical styles, including one of the oldest operas of the Han Chinese called Kunqu Opera, Chaozhou music that has over 1,000 years of history and a musical performance genre of the southern region of Fujian province called Nanyin. 
I believe these art treasures have retained some features of Song music to some extent. The next segment of the suite is A Difficult Voyage, depicting several boatmen working together to row the boat against the river current. That was the fourth movement of the suite along the river during the Qingming Festival, titled A Difficult Voyage. The widespread version of the work is played by the Chinese harp known as the Kong Ho and the vertical flute called the Xiao. This harp was originally introduced to China through the ancient Silk Road over 2,000 years ago and vanished in the late 14th century. In the 1980s, musicians put a lot of effort into replicating the instrument in accordance with historical documents and illustrations found within the Dunhuang murals. So composer Liu Weiguang decided to use the harp in his song to enhance the general awareness of it. Now, the rendition of the suite that we present to you today is played with the 21-string zither and the vertical flute. The zither, referred to as the gu zheng in Chinese, is renowned for its melodic tonality, while the flute, aka the xiao, is famous for its melancholic ambiance. This the rendition played with the Chinese harp and the vertical flute has become a classic in Chinese music over the past four decades. Over the years, several composers and performers rearranged the suite so that it could be suitable for more instruments to play. The 21-string zither has some similarities with the kong ho, as they are both plucked stringed instruments. The zither is more popular among the public than the kong ho, so I appreciated the effort of those who rearranged it as they made a breakthrough in promoting the piece to a larger number of audience members. Next up, let's hear the last segment of the suite titled An Era of Prosperity, a reflection of the Song Dynasty's wealth throughout Chinese history.
Qianlong is the flutist or the Xiao performer of the piece. He says his inner world has changed significantly when performing it after so many years of practice. I first heard the piece along the river during the Qingming festival on a cassette tape when I was in middle school. When I practiced it as a student, I was able to picture the painting in my mind. When I recorded this rendition of the suite in 2020, I realized I imagined I was one of the figures illustrated in the masterpiece, feeling the story and emotion attached to it. I decided to use the zither in this rendition, as the number of this instrument's learner is the largest compared to that of students learning others, so more people would be able to play the song if they want to. A couple of famed composers and one instrumentalist assisted me rearrange the work. The zither is able to play five notes per octave, while the harp is able to play seven. So they mainly adapted appropriate playing techniques of the zither to make up the fact that it couldn't produce the remaining sounds. That was the last movement of the suite along the river during the Qingming Festival, an era of prosperity. The Qingming Festival, also known as Tomb Sweeping Day, has over 2,500 years of history and this year it falls on April 5th on the Gregorian calendar. In addition to visiting graves, cleaning the site, and making offerings, people also partake in a multitude of activities during this time, such as spring blossom viewing, hiking, flying kites, and bike riding. Another tradition is to wear or hang up willow twigs on the door, since the pronunciation of willow in Chinese resembles the word stay. The Qingming Festival is also one of the 24 solar terms in China, which is a signal that the weather is getting warmer and there is a higher chance of rain. The piece you're hearing now is titled A Rainy Day by Flutus Tianlong.
这首作品，呃，出自《列子·皇帝》嗯，好欧牛者》这一篇古文。A rainy day was inspired by a story included in a classic of a famed ancient philosopher called Lie Zi. The story is about a fisherman who often enjoyed the company of hundreds of seagulls to go with him when went fishing in the sea. The birds were not afraid of him and often sat on his shoulders. When the man's father asked his son to capture some seagulls for him one day, he reluctantly agreed. However, when he went fishing again and extended his arm for the seabirds to land, none of them came down but kept flying high in the sky, sensing his intention. 
and that was A Rainy Day. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode of Music Talks. We hope the tracks that we shared today will connect and resonate with our listeners during this special time of the year. To wrap up our show, we have Tian Long's The Zhongnang Mountain, inspired by Wang Wei's ancient poem with the same name, which depicts this northwest mountain's picturesque view riddled with clouds. To hear more from us, be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We hope to see you here again next time, but until then, bye for now.